everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the MacWaddy Podcast. This is a special episode of the MacWaddy Podcast because we have our first official guest with us. He's a singer, songwriter, and probably your girlfriend's favorite artist. It's my friend, Jed Harrelson. What's going on, everybody? Glad to be on here. Hey, man, I'm here too, man. Don't forget about me. Well, dude, I wasn't forgetting about you. Uh, just let everybody Bro, know. man, you get to introduce yourself. You had, this I ain't your Joshua first time Plays, in, I'm in back, the studio. I'm back for another episode of MacWaddy Podcast. Let's go. All right, Jess. So for the people that, that don't know anything about you, what's this, the quick rundown on you? What do you want people to know about you to hear this? Well, dude, I kind of have this rehearsed, to be honest. I feel like I say it all the time. Um, Let's hear it. I'm Jed Harrelson. I'm originally from Texarkana, Arkansas. Um, okay. I now live in Nashville, Tennessee as a full-time musician, a guitar player, singer, songwriter. Um yeah, that's what full, I'm doing. Full time. So yeah, man. That, that's awesome to hear. Yeah. And, and we'll get more into that because I've talked to you about some of your lyrics before. We'll get more into that later. But let's start from the beginning of the journey. How did you even start playing guitar? Dude, I mean, um, so my grandpa, he kind of played at damn near every family function we had. Um, and it was cool watching him, you know, like, you know, everybody be, you know, having a good time. One of the late nights, everybody's just really listen to him and you know I'm kind of an attention bitch on its own and I kind of like that you know me too and uh so I you know kind of picked up some guitar stuff from him and um kind of took it and ran with it he taught me a couple chords on the guitar and then uh uh, I just kind of did my thing with it and the rest is history with the music (laughs) I mean that's that's how it started it's history in the making right now and that's the awesome part to see but so you're saying you ran with it but I feel like you're, you know, you're missing some steps because like I've dabbled and dabbled around in music. I've messed with my ukulele. I've played the piano a little bit. I've, pi- I've picked up a six string. I'm no good. But uh, I mean, just just, you know, picking and playing with an instrument and knowing a few chords. That's a lot different than making, you know, production music than what you're doing now. So how did how did that transition? How did it go from family functions to now you're on Spotify as an artist? Well, I guess, you know, it started with. Um, I guess my first real ever gig was, uh, I was in like seventh grade and me and my grandpa would go play at this nursing home, uh, once or maybe twice a month. And, uh, so I'd play for all these old people at the nursing homes probably. And I mean, I was, you know, 12, 13 years old and had been playing for maybe a year or two at the time. And then kind of started writing my own music at the time, you know, once I kind of figured out, you know, kind of how to treat the guitar and, you know, use my voice with it at the same time, you know, and then, you know, kind of got creative with it. And then, uh, you know, kept going, you know, anywhere we'd go, we'd see a band or something at a uh, restaurant or something. And like, I'd go up and ask if I could play a song, you know, and so I, there's no telling how many these little uh, restaurants and stuff that I played at, you know, that I don't even really remember. That's, so long just, that's just publicity for you now. Like yeah, yeah. probably at the time you're thinking like, this is fun. I like, I like playing guitar. I like singing. I like making music. I yeah. want to go do it. But now it's like you've shown these other people and they've been like, wow, that Jed guy is pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and I think it shows just cause like I never stopped, mm-hmm. you know, like listening to stuff that I did a long time ago, like then it's like, it's really cringy, man. Like it's kind of funny, you know. That's that's what a, that's what a lot of artists say. Like um, Ed Sharon was one of them who he you know he wrote songs like every day for years, and he says he goes back and look at those old songs and like oh they were so bad, and he's like my fan base has no idea how bad I was back then. 
it's it's everybody has the bad stage, you know, and I feel like I'm getting out of the bad stage right now. Yeah. So you said your grandpa taught y'all to play the guitar. Is there like a specific song that he teach you first, or he just teach you like a couple strings? Or well, dude, yeah, it just kind of came from like a couple chords that he showed me, you know, and then like maybe two or three just little fingerings on the guitar, and then from there, you know, it was like maybe one or two times he showed me this, and I just watched him a lot. But I mean, it. I mean, once I kind of figured out those three, then I, you know. Figured out the fourth one and the fifth one, and then figured just my grandpa. Of- my grandpa didn't play the guitar, but he did smoke a lot of cigarettes. So I'm glad he didn't teach me that when I was growing up. <laughs> Your granddad taught you a you know a good trade. <laughs> oh shit! But so, uh, yeah, when um now that you you know you're a songwriter and you say you're doing this full time, like I mean, obviously you know you can't even set you can't you know settle. And and before I guess I really get full off onto a new topic. You know, you're saying that like some of your older stuff is cringe that you go back and listen to and some of the stuff you haven't put out. But it's like I've heard some of that unreleased stuff and some of that unreleased music was like my favorite stuff that you did. You know, and it's so crazy because I just I think I'm the same way on myself where I'm just like my my own biggest critic. As an artist, then, yeah, yeah, you are mm-hmm. always going to be your own biggest critic. You know? it's, it's probably it's probably a good way to be. So now that you are full time and you're making new songs, um, I've heard an artist, uh, Machine Gun Kelly. He's one of my favorite artists right now. Yeah, he's, he's talked about this and they've asked him uh, if it's more fun because he's also been doing movies lately. They asked him, is it uh, more fun doing movies or making music? And he was like, oh, movies for sure. And everybody was really surprised by that because, I mean, he's known as an artist. And he said he was like, I mean, movies is, is kind of, you know, not to diss any actors, but he was like, it's kind of easier for me when I make music and write songs. It's really emotionally painful. And I was wondering, do you go through any any like emotional pain? Do you have to you know dig up old wounds to really bring out the best in your music? Yeah, dude, it seems like, you know, like the the songs that I'm most proud of came from a pretty dark place, you know, which you know, I'm not a dark person or anything. But, you know, we all, you know, feel those things that we all know, got some problems going on. We all got some problems going on, dog. You heard it first, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, and uh, I mean, right. It, that now that people are talking about it, like dude, we all kind of go to a bad spot, and you know, every, everybody gets sad, you know, and you know, those sad emotions just definitely create something real, you know. I think a lot of the more real feeling songs you hear kind of come from a darker place, or you know what I mean. How many um, song? How many songs you got about girls, like the girls that broke your heart or broke yeah. their heart? It feels like oh, damn, there are too many. <laughs> 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 too many man uh, it'll never stop I, I bet those are good songs though like you said you like you said those brings it brings ain't it. nothing like a good heartbreak song you know like was uh was your i, I guess it wasn't your first because it came out at the same time but potential is your is your most streamed song at least on spotify yeah to yeah man um, you got it, a lot of, you got a line of that song that says uh you can't fall in love with potential that's right that's so true it's detrimental <laughs> Does, uh, yeah. well, you know it's easy to it's easy to fall for you know uh, what could be rather than what is mm-hmm. you know? yeah and, and i've had similar experiences in uh in my past relationships where you know it's like you think you're in love with somebody and you think you're in love with this person and then sometimes you have an honest conversation with yourself sometimes you have an honest conversation with your partner but you realize that, you know, you're not really in love with each other. We're in love with the idea of what this could be. 
you hit it. That's it. That's the title you hit when he was writing it. You hit it. That's it. And it's a it's a universal feeling, you know. Yeah. Um, whether it's uh, somebody or just an idea, you know. And and that's like the the honest and harsh reality about relationships is you know most of them are going to come to an end. Yeah. Most of them. Most so, of them. Going back to your first song you ever wrote, what was the like the hardest part about writing your first song and like the process of that? I mean, I think when I first started writing music, um, I think I wanted it to sound like something on the radio. Chris Brown. Yeah. You know? So I listened to a lot of stuff that was on the radio that I wanted to be like that, you know? And uh, I think that that was probably the hardest part was not really knowing if it was me or not, you know, because it sounded cool and I could see it on the radio, but, you know, it might not have been what I really loved, you know? Were you, were you like visualizing and trying to, and trying to, I guess you really wouldn't visualize it. You would try to hear it in your head. Would you try to like having a sound in your head that you were going for? I mean, not really. It was kind of a, like, I guess the way it works is it starts out with just uh, something that sounds good on the guitar, you know, and then. You hear something and it's like. Yeah, you hear something. Up. It's like, oh. It works out. Dude, it kind of builds within the head and you, you know, that's how I kind of put it together, you know. And, uh, and uh, I didn't know really how to put it together then. I still don't, but. Do you think you're getting better? That that was my next question is. Yeah. Now that you're in Nashville do you think your environment being surrounded by a lot of other musicians is really helping you build on your own uh, songwriting and performing ability? Dude, I mean, it's it's real inspiring being here. Like, dude, just last night, we went and watched one of my favorite artists play a show like 10 minutes from my house, you know? Somebody I really look up to as a musician. Who is know? the artist? Marcus King. Is the Marcus King band. Okay. Yeah, I'll give a shout, shout out Marcus King band. Shout out Marcus yeah. King. They kicked ass last night. Um, but I mean, being here, you know, seeing everybody who's driven for music, damn man, it's inspiring. It's driving, you know. Who, who are some other musicians that inspire you, like besides this band that you just named? Um, I mean, I like, of course, I like John Mayer. John Mayer's awesome. Goated. Um, I like Tom Mish. He's pretty Tom good. Mish. Yeah. New Zealand. Um, yeah, he's one of those across the seas guys. He um, has such a unique sound. He sounds oh, so yeah. different than the music you hear on the radio here. Oh, yeah. And that, that's why I'm a fan of him as well. Yeah. Go ahead, Josh. No, I, I didn't know Okay. Uh, so, so um, something I've talked to you about in private was I was saying, this is probably a couple months back, but uh, I said I could just see from, like, pictures at your shows. I was like, man, even your stage presence is getting better. And you said from then you said that picture was even a couple months old when, when I saw it. So like I can only imagine how much better it's been since then. And do you think that also has elevated since you've moved to Min moved to Nashville? I mean, dude, it's of course, yeah. I mean is is it because you're seeing these other these other acts, these other musicians, or do you think it's just you know, you've got more hours under your belt? I just I think it's more of a comfortability thing. Like, dude, we're playing five, six nights a week now. So like Ooh. I'm in front of a pe people frequently and it's just, I feel more and more comfortable on stage and that comes out in the performance and people seem to dig it, man. And we have, dude, it's just us having fun up there. It's what it is. You know, how has, how has COVID impacted your live performances? Has it like, you know, slowed anything down or. Well, dude, right when, uh, right when COVID started, uh, 
it was bad. Yeah, I ended up going home for like two and a half months because everything was kind of shut down here. Yeah. Um, it. Uh, so did you write music during that time? Yeah, man. I, I, I released my first couple songs during that time. Uh, I did a lot of writing, you know, stuff like that. I, uh, I ended up going back home for probably three months. I was working at a liquor store. And uh, I was living at, I got this river cabin. Liquor, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the liquor store is always going to be open during COVID, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Everybody wants to drink. This is, uh, this is off topic, but Arkansas during, um, during COVID, they made it legal for alcohol to be delivered yep. because, because uh, alcoholism was like diagnosable as a medical condition. That's so, what they're saying. They got all these people filling beds with COVID and they're like, you know, if we cut off liquor, people are going to be in here with withdrawal stuff. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's keep exactly. feeding them, you know. But uh, no, nah, man. Back back to about you. So you you said you're just getting more and more comfortable. You're around. You're performing more and more. You know. Uh, did you ever felt like you got nervous in your earlier shows? For example, uh, I know you were really proud to perform at Georgia's Majestic Lounge. It's it's oh, a yeah. it's a very historic um, historic uh, venue here in Fayetteville, but also just in, in the entire state of Arkansas, really. Yeah, it's like the oldest music venue in Arkansas, yeah. So when you're, when your first performance there, did, did you have any, like, butterflies with the nerves there? Dude, I'll tell you, anytime I perform, that happens. You get them every time? Every time. It does not get easier. But, I mean, like, nah, it don't get easier, bro. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it happens every time. It happens every uh, time. I feel like you're feeling them right now. You're like, dang, I got to perform yeah, later. Yeah. I'm, oh, I'm, man. I'm thinking about that feeling right now, you know? Hey, what's one piece of advice you would give somebody like that's writing music and trying to be like you? I mean, dude, just fuck what anybody else wants and do what's in your head. Keep, don't ever stop. That's it. I mean, just. And I've, uh, I've talked to you about another song lyric you've had, and it says, everybody knows that I'm trying to make some big dreams come true. And the, the first time the first time I heard that song, you were still performing around Fayetteville. The idea of moving to Nashville wasn't even a thought yet. I oh, think you were dude. maybe considering going to Austin at that time. Yeah, we were talking about going to Austin. And, but uh, but I when mean, I go back oh, – oh, go ahead. No, no, no. No, I mean, I, I forgot about that, to be honest. Uh, yeah, we are going to go to Austin, Texas, man. Yeah, you weren't even going to go to Nashville. And, and now that I've just seen you flourish in – how long have you been in Nashville? A year and a half? Probably about a year months, and a half, yeah. 18 months. I've seen you you flourish so much in that time that it's just like that song lyric resonates more with me now. It's like he he's making these things come and making these things happen. Dude, he's I mean, making I, it come true. I was having a conversation with my roommate and bass player, Caden, and we're literally sitting here talking to each other, like, dude, we're you know, living some people's dreams. Like we're not we're not super rich or super famous right now, but you know, we're ever paying the bill living. playing guitar. Yeah, man. With we're having fun for a living, basically. That's awesome. And it's awesome. We don't even got a lot of money, but we're having a damn good time doing it, bro. I mean, <laughs> it is fucking fun. Yeah. That's great. And so I think that's that perfectly transitions into my next topic. Is like, you know, you said you were doing these family functions. You were performing at a nursing home when you're 12 year old. Now I'm seeing pictures of you shirtless on a rooftop. Do you feel they like a rock smooth. star? You look like a rock star. You got the ear pierced now, I see. Oh, yeah, man. I pierced myself, too. Hey, <laughs> pierced mine. Dude, just shoved it right in, man. It works. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to be a rock star, man. Hey, up, man. You, you're full. Hey, if you're not a rock star, you're fooling me right now. So, <laughs> face tat next. Oh, yeah. Big old face tat. 
Hey, that's how we know you're committed to the dream. <laughs> I don't know if I'm that committed, dog. Oh, man. Wouldn't, maybe it wouldn't hit your demo. So now that you are, you know, you're, you're leaning in more into, we'll call it a rock star persona, even though it's, it's, your, it's your stage persona, I guess is what we'll say. Of course, yeah. Uh, do you, so now when, uh, when you go up to a show and it, the audience maybe isn't as big as the last one, does that affect your your mental at all? I mean, dude, I mean, what was kind of funny was, you know, over the course of May, the last show we played in Arkansas, you know, there's like 600 folks there, you know. Uh, yeah, great. Who I, who I, the very two days later back in Nashville, played a show with the bar staff and like maybe two people in the crowd, maybe six people in total, like two days after a, almost a sold out huge crowd. And I tell you, the performance probably was not that different. Dude, I mean, dude, we have fun up there on stage, man. You're still rocking just as hard. Yeah. yeah. And because, I mean, people can sense that, you know, people can tell if you're not having a good time up there. And if you're not having a good time, they're not going to have a good time. Those two people who were in the crowd had a good time, I promise. You know, is there if you look out and you notice somebody who's like maybe not feeling it? Or some, maybe a group's not feeling it. Is, do you feel like there's anything you can do, like you have the power to, you know, really bring them back, bring them back into the show? I mean, not necessarily, but I have faith that, like, they just stick it out. They're going to hear something. I just stick to the, the game plan. They gonna, they gonna hear they're going to hear something that they like, you know, that they can't deny, you know? Yeah. And, the, uh, the reason I ask that question is, is me and Josh, we've been to a comedy show. We went and saw uh, 85 South Show, and Carlos Miller performed. I don't know if you know Carlos Miller. But I think he saw that at one point I was losing interest and he like pointed me out in the crowd and he like made me a part of the show and it completely you know, revitalized my energy for the show, brought me right back in. And it was just like, after the show, I was like, man, he's been doing this for so long. His stage knowledge is just on such a high level. He could see that, Hey, he, he's losing interest. Let's bring him back. And he just he keeps, up, yeah, keeps the whole crowd going. But uh, so that's he, impressive. That's mm-hmm. impressive, man. It that's was. somebody who knows what they're doing. Yeah, he does. He does. That's why I was wondering if you if you're starting to feel that way. But with music, I understand it's a little bit different. Um, mm-hmm. I guess the only other like audible you could call would be like, oh, let's try a different kind of genre of songs. Yeah. Um, well, and especially because like people's attention span now is a lot shorter than it's ever been. You know, yeah. social media, like, is, uh, especially like in Nashville, you got people walking by the venue. You know, you got like a 10 second opportunity to bring them in, you know. And so, like, you know, it's not everybody's going to love it, you know, but. But I love it. I love it, too. I'm, I'm and that's what's it. most important is yeah. that you love what you're doing. Exactly. And so you're saying that you've done sold out shows and you've done songs in front of uh, six people. And you're at a point now where regardless of what happens, it's just the same quality performance, the same amount of rock star is going to come out in you. Dude, I mean, at this point, like. Up until this point, it, this has been enough. You know, the rest is just bonus. So, we're man, we're just going to rock it out. You know, we're going to have fun with it. Hey, man, dude, never settle. I know you're saying that, you know, you're blessed to have the opportunity you have now. But, dude, keep pushing, dude. Oh, man, we're just getting keep started. We're That's just awesome to hear. Started, That's awesome to hear. So, I, I know you're just getting started. And this will probably change um, as your journey continues. But what do you think is the most re- rewarding song or feeling you've had along this journey? 
Wait, all right. Say that again. Sorry. Sorry. So what's the most rewarding feeling you've had? You know, from is is it now being able to, uh, you know, just pay your bills playing music? Is it going back to your grandfather who kind of showed you how to play guitar and letting him see the success you're starting to have? What has gave you the, the most uh, euphoric or rewarding feeling? I tell you, it's going back to my hometown and seeing the support system that my home has. Putting on for your city. Man, straight up. People love it, man. And it's, South Arkansas loves you, bro. It's not yeah. just Texarkana. It's Dude, even in Fayetteville, man. We had a great show in Fayetteville. And, True. you know, just the home state of Arkansas, like – how people really fucks with it, man. I uh, I've never been to one of your shows in Arkansas that just wasn't, you know, pop popping off, girls screaming, guys cheering. But even, I mean, it, yeah, it definitely started with with slower things. Like I mean, I remember you doing Black Apple Crossing in Springdale, which is such a smaller stage compared to you know Georgia's Majestic Lounge for like five or six people. I remember that. Yeah, I was one of them. I was yeah, there. I remember that. It is, but it was still like those those five or six people that were there were loving what you're doing. They had a good time. Well, we love what you're doing, man. You keep going up, man. Thanks, dog. We just getting going, you know. So, did you always know that you wanted to be a musician? Was there ever a plan? What was Plan B? Was this always Plan A? Well, dude, I mean, I want to say hell yeah, man. I've always known I want to do this. You should. I mean, but. I mean, I think there was at one point when I was in college where I was like, I'm going to get a banking internship. A bank. You're going to work at a bank. Yeah, I was going to work at a bank. You know, I think for maybe one one semester of college, I had convinced myself that that's what I was going to do. But, dude, it didn't take long to snap out of it. (laughs) It didn't take long. College itself would do that to you, man. Yeah, I know. And I think there's one point in college where I just kind of, didn't really do music, you know, uh, for maybe a year and a half. And then, like, I don't know, it was like something hit me out of nowhere. And then that we're moving to Nashville, you know. Right, right. And, dude, dude, that's awesome because there's just a lot of people, and it's a problem in today's world where a lot of people are stuck in jobs that, you know, they're not really passionate about. Yeah, I mean. And, and I think that's the American dream right now is you, you know, being able to make a living doing something you are passionate about. That is the dream, is doing that. You know, if you can, if you enjoy what you do, like, you know, the money yeah. will come. You know, you just got to keep doing it. Yeah, you can make money doing everything, anything. Anything. You just got to find something you enjoy doing and keep doing it. Yeah. Um, it's a thing. It's the thing now. You know, there's never been a better time to. You know. So as you're going through pursuing this dream, what were some of the roadblocks that you had and then, roadblocks that other young artists can uh can look out for haters i mean yeah haters man haters if people aren't hating you know you ain't doing it right you know so you love you want the haters we're wanting some haters man we're, we, well, you we, gotta we, want the haters man the haters are our motivators you know <laughs> but dude i mean being told no a lot you know like lots like asking of- to perform and then yeah. being shut down it's going to be lots and lots of no's, you know. There's going to be a few I got guests. my first no back in uh, Texas. They told me I couldn't perform on the comedy stage. See, that sucks, doesn't it? I, I, I only had a few jokes to tell. I wasn't going to be up there all night. 
But sucks being told no, you know, especially doing something you love. Yeah, I, I, I didn't show up when I was there, but I was kind of hurt that she told me I can go on stage. <laughs> yeah, we're just getting used to that. And I don't know, like. Other than that, if you just keep pushing, you know. Being consistent, yeah, just never I'm going to get that yeah, one day, though. Hey, bro, get back on that comedy stage. <laughs> I'm going to try, you... try a different club this time. I say, find you one of those open mics, bro. I love open mics. Me and you used to go to them all the time. I'm telling you, bro. I went to one last time I was in Fayetteville in May. Yeah. Hey, next time, uh, next time you come, you're gonna have to. Uh, we're gonna have to get you on another. Uh, we're gonna have to bring Josh up here and get him on an open mic. Hell yeah! We can all go yeah. see him together. Um, yes. So I know we're, we're kind of running out of time here, but. Do you feel like you ever had any any bad songs or bad sets? And if you did, what did you learn from it? Um, yeah, man, we had a bad set not that long ago. It feels like maybe to the outside it was not that bad of a set, but as a core, it just felt we were all just like that was not great, you know. Mm. Um, it's waves and troughs, man. Not everything can be great. Yeah, that's that's kind of just part of the process right there. Yeah, like things not gonna go smoothly out time. It's not good without the bad, man. There's gotta be bad, you know. And uh so when when like to relate it to like a sports team sense, when a sports team loses, I mean losses are gonna happen. Um sometimes you can go back and look at the film and say, Yeah, we, we didn't do this good on defense or you know, we gotta be more focused, you know, in, in these situations. Um, is there something that you guys as a group can look to to say, hey, this is what we each individually can do better? Or is I it think, just a I, feeling I where being, ahead, sorry. being consistent, you know, as a group is what we're trying to improve on, you know, and uh, try to be creative with it at the same time. You know, I think that's what we're all trying to improve on is um, especially because we're not all collectively here right at the moment. We still got one part uh it's driving up on weekends, so it's, it's kind of hard right now, but uh, it's part of it, you know. Um, but I think just, you know, something we're working on is just being consistent, you know, um, dynamically with the music, you know. So this, this is random, but I'm supposed to be in April, uh, Nashville, like in April of next year. Have, yeah, have to hit you up still there, man. Give me a shot, man. We're probably playing some shows around then, you know. Yeah, yeah. Get, we're going to pull out uh so so what's next for you man what can uh, people be expecting to see from you so we're releasing a song and a music video in probably about a month and a half uh right towards at the end of august actually um and that's coming out soon and dude i mean we're, we're trying to just push out more and more music you know we got a lot of stuff we're trying to put out right now hey, where, where can we find your music and like where is uh your you know social media to go and get shouted out yeah man you can follow me on anything it's Jed Harrelson. I haven't really quite found a, another Jed Harrelson out there. So, <laughs> you, you got the name of a superstar, man. You're born for this. I mean, dude, it's cool. There's I, there's not one other Jed Harrelson that I found. Um, but I mean, it's on Spotify, Apple Music, you know, YouTube, whatever you listen to, it's on it. Hey man, well, dude, we appreciate having you so much. Well, now you're on that what a podcast. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna you're gonna have to come back on again soon. Sometimes, maybe when that when that next song comes out. Oh yeah, um, your, man. Your most recently uh, dropped single, "Nothing I Can Do," uh, on all platforms now: Spotify, right. Apple Music. Yeah. 
That's right, um, man. We, we recorded that in our house, bro. All, all us, man. Uh, produced by my brother, man. All in-house, man. It's awesome. Every person I've showed to loves it. Uh, for our Spotify listeners, um, we'll be able to tag that at the end of this episode. So uh, if you're listening to this on either Google Podcasts or Apple Podcasts, be sure to go check that, check that out wherever you listen to music. Yeah. Jed, thank you so much for coming, man. Hey, thanks so for having me, man. We'll do it again. Yeah. All right, man. Good.